Welcome back to the Enthusiasm is Our Jam podcast. Today, I am having a conversation with fifth grade teacher at Lincoln Elementary School, Miss Becker. Hello, Miss Becker. How are we doing today? Good. How about yourself? I am great. So this is a very unique conversation, and we will get kind of more details as we go. But I have been fortunate enough to work on the same fifth grade team as Miss Becker after she actually student taught in my classroom um, last year to start the year. She was actually in our room for most of the fall and then was able to have some more great experiences after she student taught in my room. But this, again, is quite a unique school year and quite a unique um, situation because we have worked together um, for longer than a lot of people know. So um, first off, Miss Becker, can you tell us about your schooling and education experiences that you had while you were even still in college at MSUM? Yeah, so I was at MSUM for five years and the biggest reason why I chose that school is because I really advocated for um, putting you into the school system, like, right away. So their first freshman year, I was already in classrooms observing and seeing all those things. I really loved the atmosphere out there, and I think that it was very educational, and I just enjoyed being in a practicum almost every single semester. And the cool thing about MSUM is that they do practicums not just in the classroom, but outside. So, like, I had a special education minors, so I was in some daycares to kind of see those kind of developments, and then I got to be in the homeless shelters and help out there and have build that experience, so they really help you build that background knowledge of being with a student, which I really loved. And I was very a unique student because COVID hit that year, so instead of us being able to have our second round of like full practicum, we, they actually told us to go sub. So a full semester, I became a substitute teacher, which was interesting. The first day, I think I went home and cried for like hours. I was like, what am I doing? What am I going into? And then I kept subbing and it got better as it went on. And I started enjoying it, enjoying it more. So ever since then, I was a sub until I was hired. So So I was fortunate enough to have you student teach in my classroom. You made it super easy because you meshed so well with the students from day one. You were always eager to not just only jump right in, but you also tried all sorts of new things, um, which was super cool to see from a such a young educator. What is something that you learned during your student teaching experience that has helped you during your first year of teaching? The biggest thing that I learned from student teaching because it was from you, I really learned of just how to connect with your students, like really find those things and connect with them and build that relationship. Also, I've just learned how to incorporate fun within the classroom, like sometimes take a day to just do like a math review game instead of doing a lesson, kind of learning those aspects. I've taken those with me 100%. I think if you and I sit down, I half of the fun things I do in my classroom definitely come from you. So... <laughs> those little things. I love it. I'm glad a lot of stuff was able to transform into your classroom and hopefully benefit so many students in your room as your career takes off. So you were able to have a teaching experience as a long-term sub in primary after you student taught. What are some things you experienced at the primary level that benefited you as a, or has benefited you this year um, as a fifth grade teacher? 
Well, so I was first grade and now I'm fifth grade. So the, what it really helped was I kind of got to see the young developing brains in the beginning and kind of see where it is to now. I think it's really helped with like phonics and especially interventions, kind of knowing where to start and where to grow. Um, but I kind of like to think of it more outside of the curriculum. I think just knowing how fun and interested they are as a younger student now and kind of seeing like how can I keep that growing and I dealt with a lot of interesting things during my long term so I think I took a lot of those getaways into my classroom which has helped a lot. That's awesome. I know myself personally after I student taught and I know we discussed this when you kind of got the offer last year is that I got to sub in a kindergarten room but it was also the last two weeks of school they all knew the expectations. They were literally teaching me the procedures, which was kind of cool because um, I came in obviously needing to know the procedures. But if I had any questions, they kind of almost took over the classroom in a sense because they'd been out there all year. It was still in the same school that I student taught in. Um, so I kind of knew some of them and some I'm obviously they all knew me by name. So that was an interesting time. And I will say that you have not lived out your teaching career until you finger painted with either kindergartners <laughs> or first graders. So Got to cross that one off the bucket list. That was certainly an interesting time. Um, so what are some of the biggest challenges that you have learned from along the way during your first year as a classroom teacher? I know you've had so many unique experiences. I think it's super cool that you got to do so many things while you were at MSUM. Um, I wish a lot of colleges did more of that. I think a lot of colleges focus on getting teachers into schools, but I think you seeing so many different places, I know some of the um, experiences you had, you got to see so many different people and it wasn't necessarily all in a school setting, which I think is super cool um, and can teach you so many things at an early age. Um, so alongside all of those super cool experiences you've gotten to have, again, what are some um, of the biggest challenges you've had to learn from as a teacher as you've kind of ventured through your first year as a classroom teacher? I think, and it's hard to say like that they're challenges because I have a very mindset of like just get it done and go through it. But I think collaboration and communication has been one, especially with students and with certain teachers. I shouldn't say certain teachers, I should say all the teachers because it's just learning people's different wavelengths, like knowing how to communicate with each teacher and not to come off like, you have to address them with the conflict, not to be like so direct or meanful with it. Um, a good challenge though with like curriculum is just knowing what I'm teaching. I haven't seen the curriculum before and like, I don't know it. So it's like teaching the students I'm teaching, I'm even teaching myself. Like I don't know their curriculum. So I think that's been the biggest challenge too because I don't know what is coming next in the unit or any of that. Like I don't spend time to look forward because I'm so focused at the current unit. Um, also, I think a lot, it wasn't the beginning of the school year, I think a lot of challenges was when I didn't know when to give my input or when to like advocate for myself or ask for things because I'm kind of all just like a one mind, like I can figure it out by myself or I ask as things come along. So when we get to like staff development days or like PLCs and they ask like, what can I do for you? I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I hate being put on the spot for it because I kind of just ask as it goes. But I think I've learned in the last couple months of really how to 
kind of advocate for myself and kind of push a little bit more into what is going on and how can I help kind of direction. So I can really relate myself because this obviously this is your first year teaching and this is my first year teaching fifth grade. Um, So kind of something you spoke to of um, the unknown of the fact that we have to look ahead, but we don't know what's ahead, which is obviously why we have to look ahead um, because we're so focused on I need to learn how to teach this right now and then I'll learn how to teach that next week, which is obviously pretty time consuming, um, which we have so many things to do as educators on a daily basis, let alone learning how to teach a grade level. So I can definitely relate to you in that sense. I know um, the past couple of years since I've gone from fourth to fifth grade, my wife has noticed that I go out to school on Sundays a lot more often. And I've literally had to tell her I'm trying to learn how to teach a new grade level, um, whether I'm in fifth for a while or go back and forth, whatever. But I've certainly, and I know you can attest to, um, certainly learned a lot um, about fifth grade, a lot about myself this year, um, through so many things that you just learn every single year. But I can certainly attest to the whole um, looking ahead, but also trying to stay in the present moment and doing a good job today so that you can do a good job tomorrow and not um, being average today and then looking so much ahead. Um, so one of my favorite questions to ask, especially um, first year, second year, or just young teachers in general, what is something that you, when you were in college, kind of looking ahead to your near future, what is something that you feared or you thought would be either somewhat difficult or super difficult that turned out to actually be either fun or like a lot easier than you anticipated it being? Well, I'll be the cheesy one to start off with, like, don't be afraid to like mess up or make a mistake. I think that a lot of people coming from college are just so worried that if I make a mistake, oh, I'm going to get fired or like all of this stuff, which all reality, everyone kind of just sits there and we all laugh about making the mistake and what can we do to change it. So I think that's one. But another would kind of be just to take time knowing where you're at. I think a lot of people kind of start to compare themselves to like other teachers or like well they're doing all this why am I not and it's just well you're a first year teacher or you're still in college like you're growing it's going to take your time and you'll the biggest thing I've learned is you all have your own path so like don't force yourself to do something that another teacher is if you're not there yet like wait there's many years of experience if you want to focus just on classroom behavior management for the first year that is completely fine I think it's finding your grounding what are your expectations for yourself for that school year I love that I think you can relate that not just to education but I think a lot of people struggle with that in real life and personal life um so again for you to notice that so early and for you to stay away from I just do me and you can do you and we can obviously collaborate along the way and communicate and be relationship be partners in school but for you to be able to see that and not compete with the rest of the world and not compete with all the Pinterest and not compete with all the decorations and not compete with this and that um, is super huge and super cool for you to say at such a young age and such a young stage in your career. So I definitely commend you for that. Um, The last one I have is for any pre-service teachers or soon-to-become teachers who may be listening to this episode, what is a piece of advice? And I know you touched on a lot of things you've learned 
so far along the way. Um, what is a piece of advice that you would give to somebody that is either in college right now thinking about becoming a teacher um, or just entering the world of education soon? I would say uh, a good piece of advice for college students. I think a lot of people kind of get intimidated coming in to like watching a classroom or being in like meetings or when you become a first year teacher, I think a lot of people kind of go into their shell and they don't want to give out ideas or participate in what's happening or any of that. And I think the biggest thing that I learned right away is put your foot in the door right away because I think the respect builds quicker and you start to feel more confident within yourself. So basically I'm saying is self-advocate for yourself. You got to really push in the first year of school the school year to start doing that because then it starts to follow the rest of the way but I think that's one thing I was very quiet in the beginning of teaching like at college and then I think towards my student teaching and the following stuff after I started to find like my voice and I wasn't afraid to put input in and I think that really helped here at the school that we're at the school is very accepting and like, yeah, we want to hear your answers or what kind of input you have. So I think that really helped push me to be like, yeah, don't be afraid to say certain things. Don't be afraid to give your input. So. I think along with that, one thing that you mentioned in your, I think it was towards the end of your student teaching experience when we talked about um, just how you viewed it and things you took away from it along the way. I think one thing that definitely stood out to me was that you told me that you feel valued in the building. And I, I know I told you before we even started the school year last year um, that this place is different. And this, it's, a, it's a pretty darn good place to be because of the people in it. Um, I'll refer back to one of my favorite authors in his book. It says, um, the number one culture, the number one thing you need to worry about with your culture is, or the three biggest things I should say are the people, the people, and the people. And I think that definitely speaks to a lot of things you and I have talked about. Um, but even when you said, I feel valued here, um, I kind of looked at you like, well, duh, you feel valued here. Like you have fresh ideas, like you're creative. Like I want to bounce everything off of you. Um, but I'll also say last year you took over some of our PLCs. So <laughs> when everyone yeah. looked at each other, like I'm so done with the day, <laughs> that could be like, we need to get some stuff done here. People I'm like, well, I'm going to go take a nap. But, and, uh, there's a few people listening to this who are laughing cause they know exactly who they are from that meeting. But I still remember everyone, and I think we had PLCs like Mondays after school, so that was just wonderful on the brain, as people might imagine, but I'll never forget sitting in some not very productive meetings, and Becker's over here, all right, what's on the talk next? What are we talking about next? Like, Becker, slow down. Just let us breathe for a little bit. I'm still that way. I know. I know you are. (laughs) So, again, a very fun conversation to have with you. I didn't, um, on a personal level, knowing you the past two years, it has been super cool to watch you grow. Um, it has been so much fun to work with you. I know my students still appreciate you so much just being with them, um, last year, but, um, but yeah, it's been super cool to watch you grow. I knew you were going to do some big things because like I said, to start this episode, you walked into our room and you clicked right away. There's a lot of young people who are hesitant or a lot of young people who kind of um, come in not really knowing what to expect. And day one, I mean, I <laughs> there were days where I'm like, I don't know what we're doing for math today. You want to teach math? And you are right there. You were doing number talks. You weren't just like teaching, but you were teaching meaningful stuff from the first day. 
Um, and like I said, you you clicked right away. You your big relationships, your big um, just being a people person. And I think that's huge in education, but that's kind of hard to find. And that's no disrespect to anybody ever. Um, that's just how some young people are is it takes a while to get going and you certainly didn't take very long to get going. So that is much kudos to you as you have grown up and you have matured through the process and you get to continually do that on a daily basis for your own students now. So thank you for joining me. As I always say, I appreciate you and everything. I know I've done some things maybe for you, but you've also done so much for me. So thank you. Um, that is the rest of our episode. So thank you to everyone tuning in to the Enthusiasm is Our Jam. And we will see you next time. <laughs>